Hey everyone, welcome to the Work Friends Podcast, where we bring meaningful conversations to you. I'm Jen Brubaker, and I'm here with my co-host, work and real friend, Ainsley Stanley. This season, we are inviting you to experience Rhythms of Grace, a season dedicated to discovering spiritual disciplines and learning together how to connect with God and enjoy being in His presence more. Today on the podcast, we're excited to have Joel Martin, who works for a missions organization called Multiply. Joel covers the practice of Lectio Divina, which is meditation and praying through scripture. He even guides us through a time of Lectio, which will be released as a separate episode if you want to go back and review it again. Thank you so much for the honor and giftedness to do this with you and for you. We love you so much. Amen. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Joel. And uh, yeah, it, it's uh, you're also one of those. We we sometimes tell people like when we very first started the podcast, <laughs> like we we ended up doing it in like that we'll do like a season on something specific. But like when we just started dreaming of it, um, we made like a big list of like who would we love to have on and like what would we want them to talk about. And so we kind of like had all these different topics and all these different people that would be fun to have one day. And I'm pretty sure having you come on to talk about prayer was something like way back in the day that we had. So that's a, a fun fact for you that this has actually been something that we thought would be great for a long time. Nice, nice. Thank you. I'm yeah. honored. I uh, I got to go back in your archives just a little bit and uh, listen to a couple episodes. And so just, yeah, really grateful for what you guys are doing here. Glad to be here. Nice. Well, we always start off our episodes. If you've listened to a few, you'll know this with some fun facts uh, just to help uh, listeners get to know um who are uh, the guests that we have on. So we'll start with those. So first of all is describe yourself in three words. Uh, I would say eclectic is, would be one of them. I have a lot of interests in a lot of things and have been that way for as long as I can remember. Um, I often describe myself as a charismatic contemplative. That's kind of two, but we'll consider it one. When I describe my, you know, spirituality, I feel like I'm a good blend of of both of those things. And uh, how about extra extroverted introvert? Uh, another hyphenated mm. word, but uh, yeah, I'm an introvert by nature, but with extroverted tendencies. You could probably relate to that a little. I can also relate to that. <laughs> Um, if you had a free day to do whatever you wanted, what would you do? Yeah. Like one day is different than like a month, I suppose. I'd be on the water. <laughs> I love I love canoeing, kayaking. Yeah. I'd mm. be somewhere on the water. Yeah, that's that's me too. Um, if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, great question. Uh, so one, I think, would be... There's all different ways to answer this, eh? Like, all different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, interests. Give me my eclectic interests. Uh, I think Mohammed Gandhi. So, like, I'm really curious about the whole peace and reconciliation stuff. Um, and just really admire his... Uh, 
yeah, his life and work and what he did there. I, also, like as for like a North American context, Martin Luther Martin Luther King Jr. would be one uh, one man I'd love to have lunch with too. Uh, yeah, let's see. I so we moved back into uh, the area where my dad grew up, and uh, in his whole adult life, his whole married life, he lived not here, and so I'm not too familiar with this area. But like 15 minutes away is where where he went to high school, and uh, anyways, his dad, my grandpa, I never met. He died before I was born, and uh, I'd love to have. I'd love to have lunch with him and uh, get to know a bit of his history. Um, yeah, especially now that we're living here and just yeah, mm. a little bit more of his life and background. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Um, what would you say is the best place you've been to? Best place I've been to. Uh, I'm going. I'm going water again. Like I really enjoy waterfalls or uh, uh, river canoeing, kayaking. So I have some really fond memories. Uh, Red Deer River in Alberta, that's where my wife is from. Um, Scudamata, uh, it's north mm-hmm. of Madoc, um, right around Madoc where we just moved from. Some great uh, memories doing some, some day trips on those rivers. Yeah. Well, aside from those fun facts, just uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what life looks like for you. Yeah, so we we just moved to uh, Kitchener-Waterloo area. Um, Before that, we were in in Madoc for 10 years. So that's north of Belleville, east of Peterborough. And so it's, yeah, it's a lot of new right now. New new job, new town, new school, all of it. So... uh, it's exciting, and uh, I feel like every day we're getting a little bit more rooted and uh, in the community. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of new. Uh, the, the job I took is with uh, Multiply, so it's the missions agency with uh, Mennonite Brethren denomination. So they do local and global uh, missions work, historically more global. Um, yeah, it's all about encouraging the church, equipping the church into mission. Uh, so my role is as a mobilizer, mission mobilizer. Uh, before that, I was working with YFC, mm-hmm. and that's how I got to know you lovely ladies. So that was nine years with YFC, oh. and just deeply, deeply value. It's actually a really similar vibe. Uh, it's a, you know, both are missions organizations, right, in their own, in their own way, but a bit of a different focus, but very similar vibe Mm. Mm. that's awesome and so cool now we're basically neighbors now joel because (laughs) i live in elmira yeah no way i knew you guys were close but yeah that's really close yeah and ainsley's here in listwell and like this is where our yfc center Mm -hmm. is but yeah Mm, Mm -hmm. that's really cool well today we are going to dive into the spiritual practice of um, meditation and specifically meditation on scripture. So what is it for people who are listening to this and they're like meditation? What in the world is that? Yeah. So Lectio Divina, uh, means divine reading in the Latin. So it's, it's just a, a, uh, a way of reading the scripture that is 
meditative and uh, uh, meaningful, transformative even. So I got a couple uh, quotes here, and they're not actually mine. I'm borrowing from a, a book, Discovering Lectio Divina, which I read recently by James James Hilloit or something. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'll just share them and maybe, I don't know if you guys want to have any follow-up questions or whatever, but I found them really mm-hmm. helpful. So Lectio Divina is a prayerful reading of Scripture as we don't just learn about God, but receive from God. So we're not just reading for information, but we're reading for revelation. And there's actually a receiving happening um, as we encounter God in the text. So not learning about God, but receiving from God. Mm. It's a, a formational reading of the text where we open ourselves to the work of the Spirit through the Spirit-inspired scriptures. Uh, it's a natural process. I really love this. Um, it's a natural process by which sincere Christians read their Bibles. Mm. So when I first discovered this practice, like, uh, I don't know, 14 years ago. Um, uh, the guy who was introducing us, he says, some people call this Lectio Divina, but uh, I like to call it reading your Bible. <laughs> and it's true. It's this, this, natural, this natural thing. And mm. as I you know, reflected on it, I'm like, yeah, I've never, I was never you know, familiar with the word and Lectio Divina, but I was familiar with the practice of meditating on Scripture and and letting the Holy Spirit speak through it, and really that's what it is. So another another quote, uh, you could describe it as a methodless method. The practice seemingly springs forth spontaneously from a life committed to Scripture and prayer and the imitation of Christ. Yeah, so it's a natural. It's a natural thing. Even if you've never heard of that word before, like don't be intimidated. You've actually probably been practicing it. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a prayerful way of reading the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just share one more. I know it's a lot just by way of introduction, but this one was really helpful as well. It's a both and way of being with the text. We read carefully and analytically, but we also savor its beauty and its personal message. Mm. So what was that was really helpful for me because uh, I felt I was creating a bit of a dichotomy in my mind uh, between practices like Lectio Divina and you know more exegetical readings of Scripture and in-depth studies. And it's actually it can be a both and. Mm. Um, yeah, it, one's not separate from the other. It's actually really important that we do those those things together mm. that we don't become too weighted on one end or the other but but as we're doing our in-depth study we're doing it with uh, a meditative posture a prayerful posture mm. and as we're doing our prayerful uh, you know meditation of scripture and listening for those uh, uh, you know direct and divine words from God we're doing so uh, while studying the scriptures as well. Mm. Um, anyways, it's a both a both and way of being with the scripture scriptures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's like a, a helpful picture to think of it. We actually talked to one lady who she's a retired missionary from Thailand, and uh, when I had a conversation with her because she's also on the podcast this season um, about that, and she was like, "Well, 
Um, Because I think I asked her, like, what would you want to talk about kind of in this idea of, um, you know, like reading the scriptures and praying over them or just prayer in general or kind of thing. And she said, well, those things are all the same to me. Like she said that I don't I don't have like a time where I do this and a day where I do that. She said it's kind of all it's all one one practice kind of together for me. Um, So even, you know, as we look like for the season, right, we're going to look at. Um, different sort of specific practices, but they also go hand in hand. So I think that's really helpful for people to understand. Yeah, well said. Mm-hmm. Well said. Yeah, even as we uh, we look at, you know, there's kind of four movements that are common, commonly uh, identified within Lectio Divina, but, uh, but even that, they say, well, the, there's an overlap. It's not like you you just linearly move through these things you're experiencing all of them or, or multiple of them at the same time mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yep that's great yeah. um just for like out of for people that are are um interested in just learning about like kind of what specifically um Lectio Divina is like we always talk about the Lectio mm-hmm. 365 apps people kind of hear us talk about that a yeah. lot um but kind of just like a brief you mentioned mm-hmm. how there's like four movements within it can you just like maybe just briefly talk about mm-hmm. that yeah great great segue eh? <laughs> setting each other up for yeah. that um yeah so the the four movements so this this was deve- developed like centuries ago in the monastic tradition and i guess they were uh reading the bible in in latin and a lot of stuff was in Latin at that time. So there, these there's four Latin words. I'll give you those, but then I'll also give you, you know, an, an English <laughs> common word that uh, you can you can uh, you know ease, more easily remember. Lectio uh, just simply means reading. So uh, you, it's a slow, careful reading of the text, often reading it multiple times and out loud if possible. So that's lectio, and then meditatio is uh, simply means reflect. So a savoring or digesting of the words so that they become personally meaningful and nourish us spiritually. Mm. Often focusing on one word or phrase. So lectio, meditatio, and then oratio is, uh, or you could say, respond or prayer. It's a praying back to God, the promises found, a crying out for mercy, for grace, in whatever way you are needing it, a listening for his voice and what we've read, oratio. And then contemplatio, uh, meaning rest. We rest in God's word, in his ability to accomplish the work that you sense him doing in you and through you. So in the common vernacular, read, reflect, respond, and rest. Mm. Yeah, when you look at that, even in those common English words, it's kind of like what you said. It's like you're probably already doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, probably already doing it for a sincere you know, uh, Christian that's longing to encounter God in a deep personal way. Absolutely. Um, but I know even for myself, who's practiced this for a long time, I can, uh, slip into this practice of engaging the scriptures just 
intellectually, just with mm-hmm. our head. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this, this practice really encourages us to engage the scriptures with our hearts um, as well as our heads. But what does it mean to read the scriptures with our hearts mm-hmm. is really the, uh, the gift of Lectio Divina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, where would you see this kind of found within scripture? Yeah, great question. And uh, I hadn't uh, given that much thought, surprisingly. Um, but then when I did, I'm like, oh, that's easy. Like it shows up all over the place. Uh, so as, as I look at uh, Jesus' words, uh, one of them that comes to mind right away from John 5, he's speaking to the Pharisees. He says, you have never seen the Father's form or heard his voice, nor does his word abide in you because you do not believe the one he has sent. So the word does not abide in you. Okay, like you know, for first of all, the Pharisees were like Bible scholars of the day. Like they, they and better than the probably the average Bible scholar of our day. Like they knew the scriptures. They had them memorized from, uh, you know, when they were knee high into their teens, like they had the whole Torah and, and uh, you know, the prophets and the, and the writings, the Psalms, like memorized. They knew. They knew the scriptures um, inside and out. And so Jesus is speaking to this kind of crowd when he says this. He says, actually, the, you don't know the Father. His word doesn't abide in you. And like, just that would just hit them, right? Like, oh, man, like we know the word. Mm. So you diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. So there's a way of studying the scriptures and being in the scriptures where we don't actually encounter the Father. We don't actually encounter the true nature of God. His word doesn't actually abide in us. So that's really sobering. And then he says, these words were written to testify about me yet you refuse to come to me to have eternal life. So, so, of course, the whole of Scripture is meant to reveal God, and it's all pointing to Christ, to the Word. And, and it's yeah really, really valuable to read Scripture through the lens of Christ. But all of Scripture, don't, um, it was the whole... You know, there was new tes- no New Testament when Jesus was talking here. Mm. He's like the whole, you know, Old Testament scriptures were meant to testify about me. Mm. Um, and they do, and they do. And so, yeah, so that's, you know, Jesus is saying some, some pretty powerful words, I think, on, on giving invitation for reading the scriptures. It's a way of being with the scriptures where we're actually encountering God, mm-hmm. not just gathering information that we can regurgitate, but uh, that the Word of God is dwelling in us in a living, dynamic, you know, personal way. We're, we're hearing and being transformed by God. Mm. He, yeah, he says it in, in other places as well. Um, says to the, to the crowds at one point in Matthew 9, says, go and learn what this means. And then he quotes... Hosea 6.6, 6, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Mm. Um, and so like that go and learn. Like they knew Hosea. 
but there was this invitation to go and learn, like to sit with the text in a different way mm. and really understand what, what God's heart was behind those words. Mm. Yeah, and there's more. If so, so, like Psalms is very full of it, where David is just in love with the, the word of God. Um, English, I just learned this recently, but the English translation will often... Uh, translate it law of the Lord mm. um, and it's it'd probably be better translated instructions or teachings of the Lord mm. um, but yeah it's it's sometimes referring to just the Torah or sometimes it's referring to the whole of the, the Old Testament but there was this this um, love of the scriptures that David had and him being a man after God's own heart I think that was cultivated in in uh, meditation mm. on scripture in a lot of ways mm. um, yeah you see that all throughout throughout the psalm psalm 119 is another it's just all about his his love of the scriptures mm. i meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways i delight in your statutes i will not forget them mm-hmm. yeah mm. And I'll just say one more. I don't know. This is like a lot, but Deuteronomy, like it's right back to when the the, the Torah was first revealed to the Hebrew people. Um, you know, they're getting these commandments and then these other instructions from the Lord, and uh, and the Lord says uh, to the to the Israelites, "The Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength." These words I am commanding you today are to be upon your hearts. Mm. You shall teach them diligently to your children and speak them, speak to them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as reminders on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And, of, you know, of course, we've seen that that was... Uh, Extrapolated in, in non-helpful ways where they're like actually physically mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, but we see it right, right there at the beginning. These commandments to be upon your heart. That's mm-hmm. what he was getting after. Mm-hmm. That was the whole purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Lectio is, is, is just that way of being with the text, reading, reading the scriptures with our hearts where we are uh, encountering God and moving into a deeper relationship, deeper love of the Lord through that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so good. I think as you're uh, talking, Joel, I'm just like, so blown away by God's invitation. And and you were used that word invitation that He comes to us with the invitation to know Him more. And it's all throughout Scripture, and we see it today as well. Um, that blows my mind. <laughs> I can be super complacent about, oh, yeah, like want to read my Bible, good routine, all those things. And I do get into those habits of just reading it just for the sake of whether it's just out of routine or it's just to know things so I can tell like whatever it is that it's so easy to miss the point in the heart of it. Um yeah, God's just so gracious in extending that invitation. So thank you for pointing those specific pieces of scripture out because um it, at least for me, it's easy to miss it. So thank you. And I'd be really curious too, because when we hear the word meditation or 
um, we're talking about Lectio Divina, but um, I don't know. Uh, maybe today people might see that from different backgrounds or experiences or whatever as maybe new agey or um, I don't know, just different maybe than what they've grown up with, whether in the church or whatever it is. So I would just love to hear why do you think this is all important for the day and age that we are in now? Um, especially because Lectio Divina isn't a new thing. Um, meditating on scripture is not a new thing, but why is it important for us today? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's always been important. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we are experiencing in the West a uh, rediscovering of some of these, you know, more ancient practices, the, the you know, these, these uh, things, practices, uh, spiritual rhythms that we're uncovering from the monastic uh, tradition um yeah that hasn't been at the center of our uh, you know western experience mm -hmm. as much um and i think it's it's good yeah they've always been there it's always been important um and i think yeah like why why now why here i think i think it's needed and like we need i think maybe we've we've kind of uh uh, separated ourselves from some of these practices for too long and it's 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 just really healthy to uh to learn from other traditions and recognize like our own biases i i haven't i'm no expert in this um like i'm his, historian or, or cultural expert but like i know we have done a little bit on worldview studies and like we all have a worldview and we're all shaped with it it's really important to recognize that like we have been growing up in a certain time and place and culture and because of that we have a certain worldview a certain way of seeing the world um and that's that's certainly our case you know here in, in canada and north america and the west and uh yeah and so it's just really helpful to open open ourselves up to um, uh, different ways of seeing the world. I'm not, I'm still talking like within the Judeo Christian world, <laughs> mm -hmm. but even like within the, the, the Christian tradition, there is, there's just yeah different ways of, of approaching scripture. And, you know, this is maybe one example mm -hmm. of that. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, re I re referred to, you know, earlier, a bit of a dichotomy in my own experience of, of reading scripture where it's either, you know, intense study, analytical, you know, reading with your mind, and or it's like reading with your heart and meditative and and really there there shouldn't be that dichotomy um, and that's that's perhaps like a pretty Western way of looking at things right and you know again I'm no expert but like that stuff's shaping us like in the Enlightenment and onward or whatever maybe even before that where it's like creating this dichotomy between the between stuff right mm. like like earthly and heavenly and sacred and secular. Mm. And, and all that mm -hmm. stuff it's much more integrated uh, than perhaps we realize mm. yeah yeah and it's um yeah one of those things that there's just I think like we keep using like the word invitation um as we do the spiritual practices and she mentioned earlier too of just like it's just an invite it's not like a, oh you're doing this wrong but it's an invitation to like discover scripture deeper and discover God deeper and yeah, yeah kind of viewing it as that of like as we integrate there's more fullness to be found yeah, yeah. We could bunny trail here, but I was uh, asked a little while ago, while I was still in my wife's C-roll, about like mysticism. So, 
someone had raised some you know concern around some of the spiritual practices that I think it was the prayer labyrinth that was mm. that he was specifically addressing but you know it was afraid of the new age influence you know in the mm-hmm. church and right. mysticism in particular and uh, yeah and so we you know we dialogued on that a little bit and like mysticism um, I was looking up you know some of the, the history of the word and blah 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 we won't go into all <laughs> that but it actually uh, uh, it actually has a, a place a long standing place within the Christian tradition and Christian experience in our in our modern day context it's 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 also you know found within new age movements and other and other things but just because so is prayer so is the word prayer like it's found in all kinds of other religions and so like do we say oh do we get you know worried about that word and mm. like no it's, it's just all in how you define mm. it um and all and all in how you practice it mm. um perhaps there's enough baggage with one given word that that maybe it doesn't become helpful in your context um but yeah i really really think as we are you know uncovering maybe some of these more uh meditative practices and and uh whatever they they're sometimes uh, explained with unfamiliar words like mystic or mysticism and so you just gotta unpack it and, and say actually what what you're doing mm. and so i did that with this guy and like we walked through the scriptures a few scriptures together and like actually like like what how mysticism is defined and what jesus is describing about how we become one with him and and uh, you know his word you know dwelling in us and 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 it's actually like this really incredible union that he's talking about, which is which is what mysticism is describing. But it's within the Judeo-Christian worldview. It's, it's within you know the, the very orthodox teachings of Jesus. So, I don't know if that's helpful. Mm-hmm. It was for me at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think it's good. You know, even just to know the history of things, and then also just like a little bit of idea of like what what do we mean by that? I think that. Um, yeah, I think that people will find that helpful. Um, we'd love to know just like, how do you practice this and how would you encourage others to start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, it's, it's kind of a natural way of being with the text, but as I was, you know, practicing this and then just writing, trying to write some notes on my own experience, like how do I, you know, a- enter into this? Cause it's a bit of a natural process for me as I've been practicing it for some time. Um, I was noticed how mm. much time and intentionality goes into the preparation of uh, of my mind and heart before mm. I actually open up the scriptures mm. and, and try to walk through those four movements, right? Of read, reflect, respond, and rest. Um, I'm actually spending like a significant amount of time just quieting my heart and mind um, before God and entering into that posture of prayer. Um, so I would say that's that's mm. key and we're actually you know we'll spend a few few moments practicing that um, together and maybe that'll become more ab- evident I can kind of walk us through that but yeah that preparation piece is key and then and then once you're in that place of of centered centered in Christ you know you're feeling that that uh, divine connection if you will like that posture of prayer is is real then it's easy then it just like naturally flows out of you like you're as you're interacting with the text god is interacting with you and because you're in that 
that space, you know, body, body, soul, and spirit, right? And then God's communing with you, speaking to you. Mm. You're tuned in to what he's already, you know, speaking. So we had talked about or referenced the Lectio 365 app, which Ainsley and I have talked about lots and personally use for the most part daily. Um, but what are what are some other helpful resources that you personally have used or you've heard other people talk about um, that have just been like helpful in diving more into this topic of meditation and Lectio? Yeah. yeah so what, when I was first introduced to it, it was in the context of a discipleship community and uh, and and the guy just did it with us he just practiced there was no handout there was no book to read he just practiced it with mm. us so i would say like that that by far is is the most uh meaningful way to get to know any of the spiritual practices perhaps but uh is just to practice it right and practice it on your own and in community um like a, mm. you know apart from that like this Hopefully this podcast just is a bit of an outline and people can like jump into that. I can recommend a few books um, that if you want to do a bit of a deeper dive into it. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I don't, you want me to just list those now or you want to? Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so Discovering Lectio Divina, I already mentioned it at, at the start. So it's James Hillowit and Evan Howard. Yeah, really, really helpful uh, read for me. I did a part of a, uh, a uh, spiritual direction training that I was doing. So Discovering Lectio Divina. Sacred Rhythms um, by Ruth Haley Barton. Uh, she has one specific chapter in mm. there about uh, Lectio Divina and this way of reading the scripture. And then Richard Foster, Life with God, uh, Reading the Bible for Spiritual Transformation is the subtitle. Anything by Foster or Ruth Haley Barton um, are pretty fantastic, in my opinion. Um, and there's, yeah, there's others, but they would be good gateway, gateway authors into uh, into this practice and and uh, all the kind of uh, sacred rhythms, as Ruth Haley Barton calls them, or spiritual practices. Nice, and we'll make sure, too, for listeners to um, link a few of those things below and, um, yeah, just some different people that they want to do more. Um, So uh, we're excited because you're going to be, in a few minutes, leading us in um, a little bit of uh, practicing of this together. Um, But we just wanted to kind of leave it up to you. Is there anything else that you just feel like um, is important to mention or talk about underneath this topic? Uh, No, I just... Again, like it's not a foreign thing. It's actually something that naturally springs mm-hmm. forth from uh, from a person who's in love with God and hungry and humble for uh, for Him and for mm. His Word. Yeah. So, so just you, the Bi- your Bible, and the Holy Spirit is enough to begin. Uh, you know, getting into a more formative, transformative uh, reading of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, with that, the stage is yours to lead us in Lectio Divina. I'll try to keep this uh, brief. And so, yeah, but so it's just a taste, just a taster. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I guess an, 
you know, some tips or whatever. Uh, you want to have like a pre-selected passage, so you're not just opening your Bible randomly, but so it's probably going to be part of a reading plan, um, you know, that you're on. I highly recommend that, or, uh, or you know, you're slowly working through a book of the Bible or whatever. That's great. And I, I recommend for reading, reading like large amounts of scripture, so, but also focusing in on small chunks, which is what really the Lectio Divina practice is about. It's, it's a slow reading of scripture. It's a meditative focusing in on a small section. Um, so mm -hmm. you might read a whole chapter or a few chapters, but there's going to be a particular section that's grabbed your attention. And so you, you kind of circle back to that and then you, you could begin your, your Lectio Divina practice if you want to on just a small section of scripture. So I'd recommend like 10 ish verses or something like that. Less or more is mm. fine, but a small, small uh, chunk of scripture. So I'm, I'm just going to turn to where I've uh, been reading in, uh, in Luke. And we're going to look at the, just the first three verses of Luke chapter eight. Uh, so yeah, so before we, as mentioning, the preparation is really, really fun. So uh, you guys have some music handy. I invite you to mm -hmm. turn that on. That's often really helpful. But you don't have to have music. But you want a quiet um, space where you're not going to be easily disturbed. So make sure you're turning your notifications off on your phone. If you're reading the scripture on your phone, that's great. Like turn your Thank you. 
we ask questions like, what in my life needs to hear this word right now? What do you want to do in me and through me in light of this word? And as you are receiving from God, you may feel the desire to respond to God. From, you may re be requesting more insight, more revelation. You may be responding in, in praise and adoration. You may have more questions for him. So you dialogue with God. You dialogue from your inner being, spirit unto spirit. sense him impressing upon your spirit. This is God's voice to you. simply rest in the word. We're not going to try to exhaustively figure it out. We're going to rest in it. Rest in his ability to continue the work that he started in you. So again, we take a few deep breaths and simply rest in his word. Let it dwell deeply in. He will accomplish his word. 
It never returns empty or void, but accomplishes the desire of his heart, the purpose for which it was sent. So we rest. And I found it really helpful to uh, to journal your thoughts. And so if I invite you to do that, something you're not familiar with, just try it. Try writing down some thoughts, and journaling your uh, your dialogue with God and the impressions upon your heart as you read this passage. And that's Lectio Divina, practice of prayerfully meditating upon the scriptures, reading the scriptures with our hearts. Thank you so much. I feel mm. so calm right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Maybe we'll have to like cut that whole piece and just make it its own separate track that <laughs> people can go back yeah. to. That's so good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, talk to me. Talk to me about that. It's always helpful, you know, when you're doing, if you're doing this in a group setting, mm. you know, it's at that point, it'd be great to, you mm-hmm. know, just share that one word or phrase. You don't have to ha- unpack it a lot. You know, just invite people to share like one mm-hmm. or two sentences or whatever. We don't have to do that right now, but like also like the overall impressions, you know, like, yeah, what happened in you, uh, you know, during that practice. And uh, mm. yeah, yeah, I more peaceful. Like I, I experienced that, you know, yesterday as I was practicing uh, this for just like an hour right here in my office. And I'm like, man. I'm going into the rest of my afternoon in a different place. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so good. I think for me in that moment, it was um, it wasn't a specific word or phrase from the the uh, verses that you read, but I was so taken aback that Jesus was in community mm-hmm. with these people, like the twelve disciples mm-hmm. and then the four women, and that he actually allowed people to take care of him like what intimacy that must be and then there uh, there there's other stuff too but yeah just really being drawn to and being reminded that not only does God come to us and invite us into community but he also like communes with us commune was a Mm -hmm. word that kept coming coming to mind as we Mm -hmm. were going through that Mm -hmm. love it yeah Mm -hmm. it's cool I think for me it was just this invitation to like rest and enjoy like and it was funny because I was like reminded how many distractions there are in real life because I was like noticing in myself especially towards the beginning of like I'm thinking about (laughs) the Mm -hmm. audio and I was thinking about what we could you know all these things that are so easily like right in front of you to be distracted by and just being like no it's okay to rest it's okay to just whatever and I, I just like realized like okay just pause and like I think for me I was more realizing like wow you're really mm-hmm. exhausted like mm-hmm. wow you're you're really distracted and just like allowing those words um and God's presence mm-hmm. just to bring that peace and rest and and yeah yeah right on 
right on when we're mm. when we're attentive uh, there's a beautiful interplay right like we're we're as we become attentive to God we we're becoming attentive to ourselves um, and mm. uh, yeah it's it's this beautiful interplay uh, communion right with God and getting to know God and as actually getting to know ourselves in the same mix of it, right? And as we, he reveals his heart to us, we just get a very clear picture on how we're doing. You know, what's the state of my soul? Because <laughs> it's mm. from our souls that we commune with God. So mm. as we try to tap into that, we're like, oh, that's that's where I'm at. That's what it looks like, you know? Yeah. And he's so there every mm. time. Like he's so, he meets us right where we're at regardless of how you know distracted or exhausted we might be he's he's able to meet us there <laughs> which is amaz- amazes me every time mm. Mm. it seems uh, yeah it, this just seems like sacred time right now just yeah god's goodness and all of it um but we encourage people to step into this practice, to step into the invitation that God um, has for us to to know him more deeply and for us to know ourselves more deeply and all of that. Um, but to wrap up our conversation here today, because, I mean, I'm sure we could chat hours about prayer and Lectio and what God's teaching us and all those things, but we'll leave it for another time. Good to have a beginning <laughs> and an end. Yeah. 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 Well, to wrap up our conversation, we ask everyone, what is the best piece of advice you've been given? <laughs> nice and easy. <laughs> yeah. There's so much, so much, uh, again, depends on what topic. So I guess within this, <laughs> yeah. with this realm, yeah, something like, uh, don't just be in the scriptures, but let the scriptures be in you. Um, I don't know where I read that along the way or whoever might be the author of that. But yeah, it's <laughs> that idea that yeah, don't read the scriptures, let the scriptures read you. Don't, don't just be in the scriptures, but let the scriptures be in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the scriptures are the primary purpose is to reveal Jesus. So let Jesus be in you. Let that lead you into a place of communion with God. Yeah, I guess going back to that really deep. I could have come up with something more. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah, good. It's good. That is fun. It is it fun. It is fun. <laughs> and I think that's the final mic drop for today. Yeah. I'm gonna I think I need to re-listen to this conversation a couple of times to the light so deep um joel thank you so much for joining us this has been Mm -hmm. such a gift to reconnect after a couple of years and yeah thank you so much for sharing your thoughts sharing pieces of your journey and and leading us in um yeah lectio divina it's such a gift and uh i know that you've but you've been an encouragement to both ainsley and i to um, yeah, to step more into practices of prayer, whether it's leading a prayer day for <laughs> Southwestern Ontario YFC. Come on. You guys blew yeah. me away. You blew me away that weekend. That was awesome. We did not. You guys get it. It was, it was such. You, you've been walking in this for a long time. It's good. Mm, well, thank you. Yeah, surprisingly, we didn't really know what we were doing that weekend, but it was a good it was a good challenge and encouragement to have you walk alongside us in that. But yeah. thank you for joining us. We will continue to pray for you and your family as you guys adjust. 
and uh, yeah, praying for you as you step into um, new ministry. Thank you. Thank you. It's been mm-hmm. fun to reconnect. This is great. Really great. Applaud yeah. you guys for what you're doing. Thanks so much for joining us as we practice Rhythms of Grace together. Again, we would love to hear what God is teaching you through this season. So please share your journey with us on Instagram or Facebook at Just Work Friends. And until next Monday, happy happy Lectio Divini. I was trying to figure out in my head how that would all come out, but it didn't come out quite right. Have a good time practicing Lectio Divina. Happy week. (laughs) Bye.